corner of State Street and the First Midwest Bank Studio. This is WMVP Chicago. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Hey, it's Friday night. Welcome into your weekend, and it's time to talk sports and sports gambling. And that's why we are here. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We're with you each and every Friday night from 7 to 8. You get the special encore replay every Saturday morning from 8 until 9. And it's nice to have the PGA Tour back in action, Mikey. Something to gamble on. It's been fun. We still have a couple of days to go through the weekend, but slowly but surely, they're all coming back. Yeah, Carmen, it was great yesterday. As you know, I'm a shut-in. And uh, (laughs) a retiree, as Jack Brickhouse used to say, I do have the fortunate honor of being on AM1000 uh, with you and doing this show, uh, and plus the encore. But uh, basically, I get to golf during the week a couple times, but I also get to watch it and bet on it. And I got DeChambeau right now. I don't want to jinx anything. Twenty-two to one. You don't know if the guys are gonna. If you bring up, I, I just don't want to spend a whole lot of time sure. on it. And I also got uh, Johnny Rahm, and uh, I know the. You know, he's just a little bit rusty right now. But I don't want to hear the term competitive rust. I think most of these guys been playing golf for a while now in Arizona and Florida. I heard it yesterday. <laughs> Upteen times on the Golf Channel. God bless them. They do a good job, but they get on some theme and they stay with it. As guys like Justin Rose are just doing well, you know. Yeah, I got Justin Rose top five at eight to one, so that's good. Eight to one. At eight to one. We're going to that talk. is awesome. But uh, I know he hadn't been playing well. He hadn't. But eight to one with him. You know, he's like a mechanical man. Uh, they had a Ben Hogan uh, special on before uh, the actual tournament yesterday. And I look at Justin Rose, and he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. But, yeah, he had been miserable of late, and he just, he's, he, he's really turned it around. What did you think, Mike, of the broadcast, especially because you consume a lot of this stuff? Yeah. What did you think of the broadcast without spectators in the gallery? Didn't even miss him. Yeah. I swear to God, I didn't even miss him. I know it's important. I know the players like it. But as far as crowd noise and stuff, and I will echo this, what we saw and what we've seen – uh, out of the PGA, we could have seen for a month. Yeah. This was so easy to do. Easiest of all sports involved. Uh, caddy, a golfer. You can play or not play. Get your temperature checked. Get there. Yeah. Play the tournaments. Instead, they panicked a little bit like everybody else. But it's good to have them back. And once again, Carm, uh, crowd noise I don't think means anything uh, to to these guys. They play basically alone anyway. It's that kind of sport. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I watched a lot of the replay late last night just because right. we were working. We were on the air right. during the day. but I, and, I, and I didn't miss it or notice it too no. much either, Mike. I think you're right. Like when I watch some of the European soccer right now, I've watched some of the Bundesliga, that's weird because you're used to hearing the crowd and the cheers and the songs and the chants. And I think with baseball, with football, with, with hockey, who knows how all this is going to go. I think it could be weird, but I think you're right. It doesn't really do anything to diminish the, the pleasure of watching golf on television. Yeah, and you know what? We're going to start seeing. I'll tell you when we'll know the difference if these, ever, if these other leagues ever come to their senses. Then you will uh, maybe miss the crowd noise. Uh, baseball. 
I mean, uh, if you're a White Sox fan, you've been without crowd noise for a decade. <laughs> yeah, so so I got to be honest All with right. you. Uh, we're conditioned. <laughs> right, take it easy. I, I, we're conditioned to uh, enjoy that. Now the other the other side of town. You know, where they're jumping, uh, you know, on the field and yeah. going crazy, releasing balloons or a roller coaster across the street. That's where you're going to miss the crowd noise in, the, in, in that little field there yeah. at Wrigley. Yeah. Now, and what do you make of some of the, the rhetoric coming from a few of these players, too, Mike, as they try to roll these leagues back out? I mean, Patrick Kane's press conference yesterday, I think, caught a lot of people by surprise where he was more like, hey, let's pump the brakes. Nothing's been totally agreed to yet. And he kept referencing the players have to make sure that they feel safe and the league is just kind of throwing out some dates. But, you know, nothing has been agreed to. Carmelo Anthony has said and Carmelo's made his money and he's in the the twilight of his career at this point. So maybe it doesn't matter. Uh, he has said that, you know, he's not sure he's going to go down to that bubble in Orlando and play yeah. the resumption of the season. I mean, do you think there's going to continue to be some pushback from the players or is this stuff going to get up and running? If there is, there is, Carm. There's nothing we can do about it. I understand in a way both sides, but I've been playing golf twice a week, been seeing people. You know what? I think there's a lot of cars out now. People want to get back to work. Uh, the, the athlete sports used to lead the, the onslaught uh, of escapism. Uh, thank God yeah. for movies. I mean, in the quarantine, because sports has basically fallen on its face because a lot of these guys are concerned, but are, you know, and I don't understand Patrick, you know, I always thought hockey players would play uh, under any conditions. And I know there's, look, at some point you got to go to work. You got to stop being afraid. Uh, I I understand what they're going through. I just, I just want to see sports come back. And I think sports is essential in bringing the economy back. Yeah, I think it's going to be. And wagering. And wagering for sure. I mean, my gosh, the day we can finally look at, uh, you know, the, the, the Grizzlies versus the Pelicans in one of these games and we see the line and we know exactly what to do. I was just as excited to bet golf. I was as excited to bet golf as I was for any Super Bowl. I know. Because we finally are getting our beaks wet. I'm with you. And, I mean, we've been uh, wagering a little bit on NASCAR. Sure. I bet the NASCAR uh, race in Martinsville a couple of nights ago. Martin Truex, nice win. I did not have Truex, so I went with Ooh. two of the Joe Gibbs guys uh, that did not come through. But that's okay. We've got more NASCAR yeah. this weekend. There's two races. They've got the Xfinity Series Saturday at, at Homestead in Miami. And then the Cup Series on Sunday. So Mike and I will talk about that. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is running tomorrow, Saturday. Wow. And he's the second favorite in the Xfinity Series. Absolutely, yes first race of the year i believe so it is nice that these things are slowly but surely didn't coming he back. shut it down Carm? he did and i think he just does like the play so crash woke him up I, a little bit i don't know i think it's like you know and i'm, I'm happy not, to be here I, i'm not a nascar guy so i like right. I, I hope i'm not speaking totally out of turn the xfinity series is the one of the levels below the cup oh, series okay. so it's a lot of the up-and-coming drivers Ooh, okay. and i think for whatever reason just because maybe he misses it a little maybe he gets a nice pay i don't know mike but he's running tomorrow maybe in that xfinity series yeah he's maybe. like three and a half to one yeah i mean that's the name i mean right and the whole deal there uh but it's good to have those personalities that's what that's what nascar well nascar's got a lot of issues right now as far as on the track off the track covid protests uh, black lives matter this and that so um you know they've done a good job though nascar i feel like the way they've rolled this out you know like the the racing a couple times during yeah. the week under the lights you know um they, they've sort of sent the Have you turned the down the races, though? Yeah, I have a couple of times. I've turned down a couple, but I haven't stuck with yeah, it. And I'm kind of with you on that. Like, you know I, what I yeah. hate? It's the caution flag. Yeah. When I see the caution flag, it's like the, wait, uh, the food server coming up to me and saying, 
Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot your dessert. <laughs> and you got to wait. You know what I mean? You got to wait. The caution flag means an automatic suspension of play, yeah. you know, and racing. I just can't stand it. Now, there's a lot of stoppages in these races, you yeah. know? Were you ever, like, I mean, you know, you kind of came up in an era, too, where you can remember oh. how dominant Richard Petty was and stuff oh. like that. Was that, I mean, was that was it captivating listen, ever back then? Listen, I remember when people used to flock to the movie theaters. I don't care if it was the Uptown, the Riviera, the Granada, the North Side, South Side. For close circuit Indianapolis 500, wow. and they would pack the place. Really, AJ Foyt, you know, Bobby Rahal. I the whole. I mean, they were household names, and then they had that split. I mean, Kale Yarborough, mm. Mario Andretti, the greatest race car driver in my opinion of all time. Mm. All these guys were like household names, and they they packed it in. I, I mean, the NBA was not as popular. Or, or, or as the Indianapolis 500, they used to tape delay those. For the Indianapolis 500, you had to go to theaters and buy it Boy, for a while. That is crazy. I never yeah, they that. never had it on network TV for a long And we used to get together at the schoolyard and uh, listen to it on the transistor. Hmm. But other than that, I'm a, I feel really, really up to date and current. <laughs> Talking about some going guys, to the some, old movie theaters. Some <laughs> kids, some kids going. Why am I listening to this 98 year old man? <laughs> well, I'll say it's this. history, pal. That's right. Know your history, kids. Yep, it's good. that's and I, right. And I will say, Mike well, said, I lived it, but what the hell? That's all right. Mike yeah. said, "Thank goodness for uh, movies and everything during quarantine." I mean, can you oh. imagine with no streaming services and all the on-demand stuff? It would have been a lot harder. At least we had that to help us get through. Thank it God. Sports, I mean, right? I've seen Die Hard 39 times. Yeah, exactly. I have to. I have the words down to Green Book. Completely. I have the whole dialogue. I go, I turn to sound mute and I perform it for B. Um, I mean, there's other movies. I mean, The Big Lebowski. I watch it, uh, it almost daily. It's like a children's show for me. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, uh, yeah, movies have, sa- movies have saved the day. They have. Uh, we got a long way to go on this Friday night. When we come back, Luke Pergandy from PropSwap is going to join us. We'll talk about some of the action uh, up on the site for Ooh. the PGA this weekend. That's right. And then I've got a bunch of other future stuff that I want to talk about with Mike, including uh, some interesting stuff on NFL offensive and defensive rookies of the year. We'll help you. Find some value there. AL and M- the NL MVP awards. And what the hell is the baseball season going to look Duh. like? And when are they going to get their act together? So we're going to discuss it all. Plus, our guy, Jim Miller. Jimmy! He's, he had a winner last week. We've yep. got horses this week. And we're a week away from the Belmont in New York. So a ton to do. Don't go anywhere. Stick with us. It's the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike Norris. On ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Odds Couple. Friday nights at 6. With a replay Saturday morning at 8. On ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Rolling along on this Friday night on ESPN 1000 each and every Friday. It's Mike North. It's Carmen DeFalco. And we are the Odds Couple presented by Prop Swap 7 to 8 every Friday. And then the Encore replay on Saturday mornings. And, of course, you can always check out the podcast if you miss a show. Make sure you download the ESPN Chicago app on your smartphone today. And, Mikey, it's that time of the show where we talk to our good buddy Luke Pergandy from prop swap and what he told us last week it's so great for them with the pga tour coming back prop swap was made for this kind of stuff i've got my justin rose top five 
you know, uh, finish at eight to one. And like, it's just begging to go to prop swap and see what kind of uh, return I could get for that right Hello. now. So Luke, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Carmen. Hey, Mike. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. And uh, you said you hit it on the head last week. It's great to have uh, the PGA Tour Hello. back for you guys because it's a lot of action, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's been slammed. This has been such a great, uh, great resume to, to action here on, on PropStop. But just for sports fans in general, it's been a, it's been a great first couple of days so far. Yeah, and so uh, do you normally do see a lot of action from, uh, from, from uh, sort of round to round for you guys, uh, depending on how these things go? Is that right? I mean, people kind of flock. If a guy has a good round and they're sitting on a ticket, they very easily could post and see, uh, you know, what kind of return they could get. Exactly. Yeah, we saw this uh, this Varner guy, uh, like five nine kid. Uh, I think he went to, he's from Ohio. He was one hundred and twenty five to one. Um, so we've already seen a few of those tickets get sold, selling them at new odds of five to one. So you know, you take home a thirty x return right there. Um, we've been selling tons of Justin Rose tickets, mm-hmm. like you just mentioned. A uh, ton of Justin Thomas tickets. Uh, Jordan Spieth obviously gets to to stay at home while he's playing, being from Texas. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a very busy weekend on the side. Hey Luke, if I have a guy, I gotta be honest with you. I, for my golf, I went through a bookmaker. Um, sure. If it if it looks bad at uh, for Deschambeau or one of these guys at twenty two to one, can I get a note from him and then uh, you handle my action? <laughs> yeah, just just have your bookie send me an email. Uh, All right, thanks. He'll, he'll release the funds. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that is absolutely great. Uh, in addition to golf, what else are you guys seeing right now, Luke? I mean, you know, as these these leagues try to come back, I mean, Mike and I have talked so much uh, just trying to pour through the futures markets for everybody yep. because we still don't, you know, other than golf and NASCAR, we don't have a lot of stuff you could just wager on right now. You got the European soccer, perhaps. I don't know how into it all of our uh, listeners are, the masses are. But as far as some of the futures uh, markets, like are you guys seeing some action there, some buying, some selling, uh, like for NFL MVP and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. So we paused until the NBA and NHL finally released a plan, a schedule. Mm -hmm. We had paused all the tickets because we really didn't know, like there was a very high chance that the season just completely got canceled. Um, so obviously that would be annoying to buy a ticket on a team that isn't going to play. Um, so once they announced that the season is for sure going to resume in July, uh, now all of those tickets can be uh, be exchanging hands again. Um, so yes, we've been selling Saints to win the Super Bowl, uh-huh. uh, Sixers to win the NBA Finals, Lakers to win the NBA Finals, uh, Golden Knights to win the Stanley Cup, Bruins to win the Stanley Cup. Um, yeah, all all futures are now back up for sale on Prop Swap. I got to tell you, I, how, how nuts or how much is it driving you nuts, Luke, that these leagues can't seem to have any kind of plan or that the plan changes on on a, on a daily basis. Yeah, it's annoying. You know, I do think, though, the NHL just hasn't released a date yet, so that's been somewhat annoying. But at least they were first to come back and say, hey, we're going to do this. Um, and the NBA, I mean, it's it seems to be, you know, 90% complete, the plan. Um, if you're referring to baseball, yes, baseball is extremely annoying that we still don't have a season here. And it's, it's, uh, I would say it's a slight favorite that now a season resumes. But it's still, uh, it's still not a lock. It is, it is very soft minus money for this season to resume. 
So take advantage of Prop Swap this weekend, everybody. Check out what's up for sale there. If you've got something, uh, you've got all this golf stuff. Like Luke said, they've opened up the futures markets again, too. NFL stuff is uh, hot and heavy. So check it out. Luke, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next Friday, buddy. I'll get that note. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, yeah. Jack. Yeah. There he is, Luke Pergandy from Prop Swap, and we maybe we could do the illegal stuff, Carmen. Yeah, right? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I'm going to get a note from my book. I'll Let's... get a note from my bookmaker. Let's see how that goes. He had DeChambeau. You want to pick it up? Boy, I tell you, DeChambeau. Boy, it looked like he did nothing but lift weights during quarantine. Yeah, it, it, it looks to me like I'm sorry. I, you know what? The only other man I've ever seen in my lifetime that grew at an enormous size that shouldn't have at, in the amount of time with Sammy Sosa. That's all I'm going to tell you. What I saw yesterday, and I have the kid. He's hitting drives 355 yards. And I know that you got to hit the ball straight. But you know what? If you do hit, if you hit left or right, okay, fine. But if you do hit the ball straight, what an advantage to add 25, 30 yards and to bulk up in a short amount of time like him. I got to be honest. I'm suspicious. He That's just like, me. I mean, really, he is absolutely I'm sorry. ridiculous. The muscles were coming out of the back of his shirt. He looked like the Incredible Hulk. I mean, he looked like Lou Ferrino. I'm going to tell you a story. I was at. I went into the Yankee locker room. We went and took the show to a White Sox-Yankee series back in the day. And we went to the locker room, and there was a guy with his back to me. He had the baseball pants on, but his shirt off. I go, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> This guy's unbelievable. It was A-Rod. It was A-Rod. A monster. He was put together. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying. You are know you, what I'm are, saying? Are you? I know what you're saying. Are you looking forward to the 30 for 30, the documentary this Sunday night about Sosa McGuire in the summer of 98? Will you watch that? Not really. Okay. I'm not really that interested. I heard it shaded towards McGuire. Right. Yes. And and you know what? I understand Sammy, you know, Sammy wants to know why he can't get in the Hall of Fame. He says he's got the numbers. He's still delusional. He really, really is. And until you can come to grips with the fact that you're one of the biggest cheaters that ever played the game of baseball, you don't deserve a number retirement or anything else. That's my opinion. Never failed the drug test, though. We all have our suspicions. Yeah. But they never busted him. The numbers busted him. Yeah, that could be. I remember him when he's 180 pounds with the White Sox. That's right, I do too. Couldn't get out of his own way. He came into the studio. I looked at him. I said, you want a sandwich? (laughs) I mean, honest to God. He was. And you know what? It's unbelievable how much he grew. He had the cork bat too, Carmen. Yes, he did. So I'm sorry. I mean, he, he figured out any way he could. Yeah. And if you get an edge and you if you want an edge and you don't get caught, good for you. Looking but, at pictures of Sammy from like 1992 to 1998, it is crazy. I have a picture of Sammy. He played with a buddy of mine in the minor league system. In the minor leagues, okay, he looks like the kid from Captain Phillips, the guy that took over the boat. That's how. That's how emaciated. I'm not. That's how emaciated you. he was. Oh my God. <laughs> Speaking of baseball, I listen, Mike and I, I don't know how m- much longer we can uh, just say, well, will they or won't they? I mean, Rob I, Manfred, rudderless. I, I, it's amazing to me. Like it just and, and every time they make a proposal, all they're really doing is kind of shifting some numbers around. It's really the same pool. And they think they're making these great concessions of the players. I, I don't think that the players should be on the hook for bailing out these owners. I get it. It's a tough year. Uh, it, it's not going to be as lucrative for them as it has been. 
in probably the last decade or so. But my God, figure it out. Their, their last offer this week was funny when they say, okay, we'll give you 75% of the prorated salary for 76 games. Like they're doing them a favor. Hey, we're closing the gap. You guys want to play more games? Okay, we'll give you 75% prorated salary for 76. So if they give them the full prorated salary for 50 games, it's almost the same amount of money. That's why this kind of stuff drives me crazy. They pretend like we can't figure it out. It's simple math. 75% of the prorated salary for 76 games is roughly 35% of their full salary. The 100% prorated for 50 games is about 31%. You're asking four different percentage points for an extra 26 games. Like, it's laughable. If I can jump in, Con, we've got... Uh... Breaking news. Uh, this from uh, ESPN. Kyle Ravage's source. Major League Baseball owners expected to offer new proposal to oh. union today. That includes season with 70, 75 games and 80 up to 85% of prorated salaries. So, again, they're still not getting to their full 100%. Right. But right. The, now but they've gone from 75% to 85%. Right. So now they're widening that gap, at least. That's good. Well, I'll be honest with you. I think you could play the golf. You could have an NBA tournament or whatever. You could have the NHL. What's happened here has been bad PR. On top of the fact that Alex Cora comes out and says every Houston Astro was a cheat, basically. And uh, they're letting them get away from it. Not a good year for baseball. Yeah, it's been a bad uh, offseason. Whenever it, Houston comes back, they will face the wrath of every visiting town that they go to, and they're just going to have to live with it. Um, and Boston's going to maybe skate on this. It seems to be the Astros yeah. are the team. So it's just been a, a nightmare, this whole thing. And then would you have a commissioner say 100% we're going to be back, and you're not back yet? I know. That's language you use when the deal's cut the next day. Well, I think he knows he can ultimately just trigger that uh, sort of doomsday scenario where they play 50 games, and that's it. He can unilaterally impose that, and maybe that's why in his mind he felt comfortable telling Carl Ravage that earlier this week, that yes, 100% there's going to be a season. I hope so. If it's only 50 games, uh, what does that mean for MVP races? Uh, Mike and I will discuss that a little bit next. Also, I want to talk to Mike about NFL offensive and defensive rookies of the year, and we think maybe we could find some value for you if you're looking for a few futures plays uh, there. So we're going to come right back. we got more to do tonight. Don't go anywhere. We are the Odds Couple. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco, presented by PropSwap on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000 or stream it on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Back inside the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. With Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. After every show, if you ever miss anything, you can check out the podcast page, download the ESPN Chicago app, and get our great podcasts and all the station's shows and podcasts there. When we're done at 8 tonight, local programming continues on this Friday, rolling you into the weekend. It's Chris Black. It's Adam Abdallah. Don't go anywhere. The I love keep you company. Absolutely. They and got the- a name for the show? They just call it Black and Abdallah. Yeah, and they used to call their podcast, I think, Best of 1000. Okay. But just Black and Abdallah. Yep, the two That's young guns. I like, they're the young guns. That's the young whippersnappers. That's what they are. Those That's two, it. The two millennials. God bless them. Good, good guys. And then tomorrow, the Encore replay uh, with Mike and me from 8 until 9. You can check that out. And, of course, at 9, it'll be Midway Jeff Meller and Freddie Hubner. Did you see Fred's head? I saw Fred's head, yes. Lex Luthor. How about it? Lex Luthor. The criminal mastermind. Absolutely. <laughs> 
He looked good. Oh, my God. With he the horn rip glasses. He, he and Sylvie both with the shaved head. I got to get some T-shirts. Where do I go? I got to get some Sylvie Strong. I got to get like 10 of them. Can I give a 1000 bucks? Can somebody get me 10 T-shirts? What kidding? do I got to do? Obviousshirts.com. That's the place to go. Obvious so nobody, if I, if I write a check for 1000 Oh, Randy, if you do that, Randy will Randy will take care, take care of, it. of it? Randy loves doing that. I want to donate that Believe stuff. Me. Merkel? Well, Rand, I, I, I don't know. Is, is he shaking his head or is he? No, he's, he's smiling. Are you All right. Randy, I'm going to go. Get, get me a dime and 10 T-shirts. Let's play. You, you can get a lot more than 10 T-shirts for a dime. Yes, Whatever you, you want, I'll do the whole neighborhood. That's pretty good for Mike. I like I'm gonna it. I'm going to throw 1000 down for my guy, Sylvie Strong. Waddle, Sylvie. By the way, heard Cap uh, today. Great, great station. Great shows. Thank you, Mike. And, that's and a, Sylvie, that's... let's get it together. Let's keep it going for Sylvie. Nice way to step up. I like that yeah one style yeah and I'll, I'll make we make arrangements i have to meet randy no, somewhere you can don't worry we'll I'll figure send it, it out to him. Yeah. okay well, well you could send it to him or <laughs> he'll cover it for a little while get the god bless him. On it. uh so alm now mvps if they ever play baseball season like if they play now we had the news earlier today like we said that you know there's going to be a new proposal that mlb's trying to get closer to mm-hmm. that half a season that the mm-hmm. players would like maybe 75 76 games 50 games I mean, if that's what it yeah. comes to, who the hell knows? Like, predicting MVPs there gets tough, Mike, especially if a guy gets injured. I mean, two weeks or three weeks off in a 50-game season really throws everything out of whack. For a guy like Aaron Judge, who's second choice in the AL, by the way, for MVP at 10-1, to 1, who knows if he'll even want to play a 50-game season? Didn't I read, like, as recently as three weeks ago, he was still having trouble swinging the bat because of his rib injury? I mean, I don't even know. I wouldn't waste time betting uh, in a 50-game season no, on Aaron Judge. I'm year. not. The only thing you could do is if they come back, our business is we will be on. The odds couple will be on. Will I like the way it's going? No, but we will have winning wagers for you. That's, that's what right. we do. That's what we're going to do. But, I mean, that's our business. Manfred's been uh, just wrong way on so many things. So we'll see what happens. And uh, I think that baseball's taken out of all the sports. is going to take the biggest hit because, of, once again, the perception's always been yeah. from the days of Marvin Miller, bad owner, bad owner, bad owner, and uh, from the owners, greedy players, yep. greedy players. And I think people believe both now. Yeah, you might be right. right. It's like the same old song and dance. The owners cry poor, and then yep. the owners try to push bad PR onto the players and say it's their fault and they're greedy and they don't want a salary cap and they demand too much money. And it is the same old, same old. And I think especially considering the way things are now, people are just sort of fed up with it. They're tired of it. But I think you're right, Mike, that more people have come around to seeing it and yep. understanding it from the side of the players than ever before. So, But I think that they both are responsible, and they hear the rhetoric from both sides, the owners and the players. It used to be you took a side, whether you're with the owners and you didn't want this or you're with the players. I think people now, Carm, are taking both yeah. sides of this argument and the, and the nonsense that if you make $30 million a year, uh, I don't want to play for $20 million. I mean, that's sickening in a way. Yeah. It really is, especially when you're not playing the full schedule. So uh, I do have one little uh, NL MVP uh, future really? play that I'm going to maybe make. And I just think this is one, again, this is what Prop Swap was made for, too. You Absolutely. sometimes make these wagers. You hope a guy gets off to a hot start. But uh, Bryce Harper is 12-1. to 1. And I bring up Bryce Harper because Bryce Harper is uh, a— Overrated? He, well, he might be a little overrated. But Overpaid? He might be. I don't think he's overpaid because I think he's. I think he generates a lot of revenue for that team. Even oh, okay. even if his numbers don't uh, look yeah. at what look at what happened to their attendance last year when yeah. Bryce Harper. I understand, but yeah, you know what? 
let's see in year seven. They well, that could when be he's, when he's still hitting two fifty five. Think about the kind of money he's making them right now. But Bryce Harper historically, Mike, has you're been, so at the moment. He's been a very <laughs> fast starter. Some guys yes. are notoriously slow starters. Bryce Harper has been a notoriously oh, fast yeah. starter. Now, of course, we're not playing in April and May, so who the hell knows? But if yeah. you just look at his first two months over the course of his career, mm-hmm. Bryce Harper's got an OPS of about a thousand, and he's got he hits a home run once every thirteen point seven. That's at with bats. spring training, the full spring that, training. That's very true, and that's with a lot of games already played under your belt. Look, I know this, Albert Bell would hit 50 homers, 49 homers, and hit 300. But the problem was, for the first three months, he hit 120, you know, and hit seven. He would always be a late starter. Whether it was the weather, whether it was just getting going, whether it was getting in the groove, whether he didn't panic, he let nature take its course, but whatever. So you, you bring up a point. Look, there's a trend everywhere the trend would be to bet harper right here in this situation no doubt and i would and i would honestly bet it and this is why having a place like prop swap is so good and it's so unique mm-hmm. and i know there absolutely are, because i would honestly bet it hope that bryce harper do, does what he always does and in the first three weeks like he comes out and he's hitting you know 300 with an on-base percentage of 450 and he's got five home runs already and then those numbers plummet and then you can look uh the the the, the odds excuse me plummet and then you could look on prop swap to swell, sell it let's say like mike said look for the trends Try yep. to find the trends and see where maybe you can get some value now and how you then can use that to your advantage uh, as the season start and as they go on. So look for those trends. Pete Alonzo from the Mets is another one that's kind of interesting. To the me polar bear? The polar bear. He's 20 to 1. And, like, what if Pete Alonzo, they play 50 games, he comes out and he hits, like, 22 home runs in those 50 games Pete or Pete Alonzo you know? is one of those guys that I think at any point could come back weighing 300 pounds. Yeah, you, know? you could be right. <laughs> yeah, you know, hasn't really been hitting the gym. You know, I just think of the polar bear as the polar bear. They have their moments of hibernation, which the quarantine's been. And, and you know, I've even noticed it with the golfers. There's a few golfers I've noticed that put on a few pounds. Jeez, yeah. Well, and not, I mean, just not pounds of muscle, just pounds, pounds. as I was watching yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah, it's got to be tough. Everybody's routine's a little off, and, and the pitcher's going to be ahead of the, of the hitters. That's the thing. Is it going to be pitchers dominating early? Are pitchers going to be pulled after three, four innings? This whole situation has changed everything. Lack of crowds. What are we going to do? Are we playing under one roof? La, la, la. Right, you know? yes, that's all very true. Uh, so we also have some NFL uh, stuff to talk about. I here. can't wait till it gets going I because can't that's either. when the real opening of sports is going to be. I believe, and they're going to start it. You know it. I think yep. college and football, college and pro football will start. Uh, NFL offensive rookie of the year futures market here that we can talk about. Joe Burrow's obviously your very heavy favorite to win that award at just two to one. I'm taking my my. I'm taking family. I'll take Cole. You taking Cole Komet? I'll take Boy, Cole. He, What's I, he going off? I, at? He does. He wasn't even on my side. I re, yeah, I remember li, uh, last year I, we talked about odds, did we not? About that kid from New York, and you, you, you yeah, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, and yep. all of a sudden, for a while there, the first three games, yeah. We were going, boy, he wasn't, he's like 40 to 1 or something, 50 to 1. He was like one. 50 to 1. Now and, Komet's not under, and he's a tight end. Okay, tight ends, I think, more important than the wide receivers down football. This is not a award that wide receivers win a lot, actually. Wide receivers don't win a lot of awards. They don't really win MVP. They don't really no. win rookie of the year. Not a ton. This is still actually 
an award that running backs win. We know yep. that they very rarely win MVP anymore, but offensive rookie of the year, we still see it a lot. Uh, four rookie running backs have won the award since 2013. Mm-hmm. Eddie Lacy, Todd Gurley, Alvin Kamara, and Saquon Barkley. Only one wide receivers won the award since 2010, and that was Odell Beckham Jr. But there are a couple of guys that I kind of like. You know, I think Jonathan Taylor at 9.5 to 1 with the Colts is a real interesting one. He's going into a situation, Mike, where they've got maybe the best offensive line in football that he gets to run behind. And I know Marlon Mack, I think, is still technically their starter. But I think Jonathan Taylor's going to have a lot to, to say and a lot to do in that offense. And I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the kid that the Andy Reid drafted, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be his new Kareem Hunt. He's 10-1, to 1, and I know they got a lot of weapons and they got a lot of flash, and if they do well, Mahomes is going to dominate all the headlines and he could be the MVP. But when you're talking about offensive rookies of the year, I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire could really have an impact in the Chiefs. And, and when I you're on a you're good right. team, it makes yeah. it better. Well, that, that was – you. I was going to just say that, but forget about that, too. When you're with Mahomes, Mahomes is like Jordan. Everybody around Jordan became better once uh, they got, well, they got a couple players, Pippen, Horace Grant. You start spreading it out a little bit. Paxson became better. I think Mahomes is the same way. I think that's a good bet, Carb. I really do. When we come back, our guy Jim Miller. Jimmy! From Hawthorne. And then Mike and I will talk a little bit about the defensive rookie of the year futures in the NFL. We still got some, and we got NASCAR. We'll give you some odds on NASCAR this weekend, too. So we still have uh, plenty to do, and we're going to get some ponies from our guy Jim Miller next. So don't go anywhere. We're rolling along inside the Odds Couple on a Friday night. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Stretch on this Friday night. Carmen DeFalco, Mike North. We're the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. When we're done at 8 o'clock, don't go anywhere. Chris Black, Adam Abdallah, more local programming to get you into the weekend. Racing returned to Hawthorne last weekend. It is back. We're also a week away from the Belmont, which is the first leg of the Triple Crown. Oh, my God. 2020 is so crazy. It's time to talk to our guy, the galloping gent from Hawthorne, Jim Miller. Jimmy! That's our guy at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Jimmy, what's up? Hey, guys. uh, Another beautiful weekend for racing, and it's great to say that we are racing. But, yeah, kick things off on a high note, and uh, now we're back to three-day-a-week racing. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the rest of the summer. Oh, that's beautiful. Three days. It's going to be a gorgeous weather weekend. Maybe a little bit cool for some people this time of year, but I love it. The horses probably love it. Jimmy had a winner last week in Ricky Bobby, so hopefully we can hit a few others. And, uh, we discussed this a little bit last week, too, Jim. We're just a week away from the Belmont. Uh, it's going to be a little different. It's shorter this year, right? Yep. And, now, yep. you know, what happens if a horse wins all three? Would you consider that horse a triple crown winner or not? I, I think you do still have to consider the horse a triple crown winner. It's an easier triple crown this year. But what's interesting is you had so many horses, guys, that were prepping for a traditional Kentucky Derby the first Saturday in May. So some of those horses who may have peaked early, you may not see as we get a little bit further down the road. And that's what we're seeing. Some horses that have fallen by the wayside a little bit. So I'll be curious to see. I think it's going to be some sort of up-and-coming horse that pops in the Belmont and then becomes your favorite for the Derby and the Preakness. Now, Jimmy, I saw on Twitter, and you could follow Jimmy Hawthorne, Jim, ladies and gentlemen, you have a dog now. You have a dog, oh, yeah. that, and I saw him now. It's adopted dog. Is that what you did there? You adopted him? 
Yeah, that, that, that's the third rescue that we now have in our home. Oh, wow. He was laying on his back, a lot like myself many times, enjoying <laughs> it and out like a light. What's his name? His name is Miles. He's the most relaxed dog ever. He's a uh, pit uh, boxer mix, uh, 12 weeks old, came from a great foster home. And I'll tell you, with having the kids home for the summer, having some time, it's a great time to adopt. So he's our third rescue in the house right now, and and all the dogs absolutely love each other. Good for you. Three rescue dogs in the house with kids. You're a saint, Jim Miller. My God. Uh, (laughs) So what do we got this weekend, buddy? What do we like for uh, the weekend at Hawthorne? Yeah, we got three races on Saturday, guys. Again, all at Hawthorne. The first one you'll bet across the board. The other two just bet the win. So Saturday, race number six. This is the one across the board. It's the nine-horse Skippy Mylou. 15 to 1 in the morning line. Casey Leonard, the meet's leading driver, drives this horse. Steve Soro, one of the top trainers, trains this horse. And this is a horse that's just kind of getting back into form right now. But I think it's going to be overlooked on the board. He had a couple of horses that already raced last week. And if Skippy Mylou pops, I think you could get 15 to 1. So definitely worth Ooh. looking to in race number six. Then go to race number eight with the seven horse, Lou Zodic, three to one in the morning line. And this is a horse that I really like to win. Got boxed in last week, got clear too late. Easily the best horse in the race that race and coming back against the same field. So the seven horse in race eight. And then in race number 11, the one horse, Bryson. This is a horse that faces the same level. Had the nine hole last week. Tough trip from the outside. Moves all the way to the rail. And Bryson should be very tough in race 11. All right. So all these races, three races for Saturday at Hawthorne. The sixth race, the nine horse. And bet that one across the board. The eighth race, uh, the seven horse. And the 11th race, the one horse. Got it right? Bet. That's right, guys. Sounds good. Jimmy, have another great weekend out there. We'll talk next Friday, and we'll get a preview of the Belmont, all right? All right, you got it, boys. I'll have some winners for you. Sounds good, buddy. There he is, Jim Miller at Hawthorne Jim. Uh, he's he's really feeling it. He, he can tell. I'll have some more winners for you. Bold. Nice. You know what I mean? I love it. Nice confidence. I love it, too. I R- love the name, the horses. You know what I mean? I do, too. I know. Who does that? I mean, you know, I think they got to pass the test. They got to look back in time to see if they had the same name at some point, something like that. Don't they always? I think they have to sort of, like, take, or maybe they don't have to, but what uh, these days normally do is they take you know a, a little piece of the name from the 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 father a little piece from the mother and that's how they then like create a new name that's kind of got something to do with the parents of the i think that's how they do it but yeah. I, I do love how they come up with it uh and what would you think mike would you consider a horse that wins all three legs this year a true triple hell counter? no i wouldn't either what is wrong with everybody this whole country's losing its mind on everything now we're gonna run a shorter uh, Belmont. We're going to change the positions of the races. That's all part of the triple crowd. It will be tarnished. I don't think it's going to happen, but I mean, no way. Yeah. You know, I know Jimmy's a horseman. He goes, you got to consider it. Sure, I think it's up to the individual, but it's like baseball. If a guy hits 400 and they play 50 games, are we really no. going to say he supplants no. Ted Williams? No. Come on. There's just no way. No. I mean, it'd be... It'd be ridiculous. I mean, look, they got screwed. Everybody did. We all did. That's the way it goes. Restaurants are hurting. Everybody's got to share the brunt, including sports, and that's what they're going to have to share. If they want to put these games together, see, it's just so aggravating to the regular Joe that's got to watch baseball just fumble away yeah. uh, when this is their chance to show people that, hey, we can come together. I feel like they already missed that chance, too. That's I the do, sad, too. That's the sad part about baseball. And I think it'd be hard to consider it a true triple crown this year. Not only, like you said, Mike, are you adjusting 
you know, the order and you're shortening the Belmont. Ridiculous. That, that's normally what truly defines the, the greatness of the horse that can win the Triple Crown because it's the last one they're running in. It's the longest. And they do that within, what, five weeks or Let so? Now you you're something. doing it over four months. If you've been training for three years as a horse and you knew about this and you could funk, if they tell the horses it's not a – if the horses could reason. I love the idea that the horse knows. Like, because hey, humans don't. Humans have stopped reasoning about everything. The horse would even say, <laughs> we can run it. We can do it. We can run a mile and a half. Just work us out a little bit. But we, I don't want to race short. I want to count it. I want to count it as a, a legitimate win. That'd be hilarious, Vicky. Right? Yeah. Well, like Mr. Ed. Like Mr. Ed would just tell him. Right. Exactly right. You know, some horse tells Baffert, I'm not racing if it's not official. <laughs> That's it. Mike and I were talking about NFL Offensive Rookies of the Year yes. earlier. We gave you some futures plays there for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, one, you know, clearly stands out, and it is Chase Young at three and a half to one with uh, Ron Rivera and the Washington Redskins. Isaiah Simmons is a pick I kind of like. Uh, yeah, I do the too. Kid from Clemson, right at Arizona, I think he could be a beast. Mike, he's I like him better than Young. Do you really? Yeah, especially in a bet like this because of the value you're getting. Yep, you know you're getting more than twice the odds. I've almost three times, nearly three Chase times. Chase Young odds. is the fa- is the favorite in the family photo. Yeah, by so. far. Yep, you got AJ Epinesa, who uh, the former Iowa Hawkeye, who's got a uh, pretty decent odds at thirteen to one with the Bills. That's going to be a great defense, and he might have a chance to really pin his ears back and just stockpile sacks. Which Buffalo looks Bills good. are going to crash and burn. I've yeah, decided. I know you've you've predicted that. I are going to crash. And burn. I saw the New England odds. I look at Buffalo. I go, wait a minute. They lose their two best players, Brady and Gronkowski. And you guys are supposed to be the new family favorite, the best flavored ice cream in the whole damn joint. And and New England still got an over under of nine, nine, nine and a half. Come on. Not only did they lose Brady and you know and Gronk, and Gronk. Uh, they lost their second and third best defensive players to free agency. I mean, yeah. like it, and they're still. You know, that's the faith I guess people have in in Belichick. Right? You know, I've got to be honest with you, Carm. If I called you before the season, which I don't have to do because I talk to you every week anyway. <laughs> right. But if I said, Carm, you know what? Let's take the under a thousand each on New England. We would take it, and we'd be crying by the end of the year. I'm confident yeah, of that. I don't think I'd feel too good putting $1,000 on the under. I, I don't know. I had something right? tells me I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel great about it. And, without, and, 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 you know, people always say, where would Belichick be without Brady? We discussed this. This is Belichick's chance to come out of the shadow, yeah. I believe, of Tom Brady. Yeah, and I mean, I think you know, I, I, I would you believe not... he'd have to come out of the shadow? No. No, I, I absolutely not. Everything he's accomplished in his career, and I mean, no, I would not. But, but do you believe Brady is the bigger figure in the New England scheme well, of things over over the over God, the Super Bowl years? It's he's so got, it's such absolutely. A, it's such a hard question to me. Like I always, almost always, go on the player side. Like without the great transcendent players, I you know, to me, it's like. I don't care how good of a so coach you are. So where do you put you Brady in that little thing, my friend? Is the, he is the GOAT. He is, I think, Mike. And I think, but, you know, football's sort of unique. It's got something on the other sports that, uh, you know, is, is kind of unique. And I think coaching certainly matters most in the NFL. It does. You know, so maybe you can build that argument for Belichick. Uh, well, I, I'll but, tell you what. Uh, wait, wait, Lombardi 
is known as the architect of the Packers, despite all the great players he had, because he walked in and took a one-win team and turned them around with basically the same players, and you didn't have free agency. Yeah. New England, a lot in the same boat, but I always thought, you know, you never heard Bart Starr overshadowing Lombardi, or you never heard Jimmy Taylor. Paul Horning was uh, just the golden boy. He was probably the one personality on that team. But Brady, I think, when you think of the New England Patriots and their six Super Bowls, I think who's responsible, I think it would be close to 60%. Yeah. Without a quarterback, we know more than anybody where where you can go in the NFL. Down. Not right. It's hard It's hard to keep going up, let's Absolutely. face it. Absolutely. Without that quarterback. Absolutely. That's, that's well said. All right, Mikey, enjoy the rest of the golf right, this weekend. Buddy. All right, enjoy the NASCAR, and we'll talk again next week, pal. All right, Carb. Thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks to everybody. Randy Merkin, uh, Sean Davis, our guy, guy. thank you. A big E, Eric Ostrowski. Ooh. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Remember, Black and Abdallah are coming up next. Encore replay tomorrow. If you missed anything this hour from 8 until 9, and then it'll be... Fred Hubner and a Midway Jeff Meller. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next Friday on The Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.